0: Fine does not pay.
1: Hmm, let's see. Enders, Esther. Oh, here she is. Audrey Edding.
2: Oh, that's all, all right. Everything there?
1: Correspondence, her letters, carbons of your answers, her basic card, description, age, and financial condition. How did she tell you she loves you, Ronnie, darling?
2: Pretty warm. Not for your eyes, sweetheart.
1: You do trust me, don't you? Leaving all these files in my custody while you're traveling the circuit?
2: And it looks like a wedding this trip, Nancy. Little Audrey is getting impatient. She wants a ceremony for her money.
1: <laughs> what do I care how many of them you marry, darling, as long as you and their checks keep coming back to me? <laughs>
0: Of good citizenship and law enforcement, we present Crime Does Not Pay, based on the famous Metro Goldwyn Mayer series of short subjects. In just a moment, you will hear Beauty and the Beast, starring Everett Sloan. <laughs> Now, Crime Does Not Pay, starring Everett Sloan as Ronnie Farrell in Beauty and the Beast. Ronnie Farrell was the kind of man many women seemed to have a weakness for. Even Nancy Wood, his steady girl, would admit that. Still, Ronnie wasn't handsome. He wasn't big and tall and strong. In fact, Ronnie could give the impression, and very easily, that he needed care and a great deal of mothering. Ronnie gave that impression quite often. It was his business to do so. And as in most business operations, Ronnie's called for filing cabinets, clear, precise records, and the morning mail. Oh, here, take this letter, Miss Wood.
1: Where to, the files or the
0: wastebasket? (laughs) Active file, Miss
2: Wood. Very active indeed. This one enclosed a $50 check. Ronnie, darling, I hope this will help toward the doctor, Bill. When will I see you again, sweetheart? In hate, but with all my love, Lucy.
1: Mm, I like the style of that. <laughs> all the essentials, both love and money, and not one wasted word.
2: <laughs> You're so right, darling. Ready for the answer? Yes, sir, Mr. Farrell. Uh, let's see. Dear Lucykin. Oh, I checked that against her card in the file, Nancy. I think that's a special pet name, but there's another loopy, so be sure and check.
1: And no kidding. Go on.
2: Uh, make it Form 3A and put a copy in the file. Sign it the usual way.
1: Right. Next?
2: Next is uh, Rebecca Andrews.
1: Remittance enclosed?
2: No. This one we're playing for a big haul, remember?
1: Oh, that Rebecca. Uh, how's the letter?
2: Well, I think, in fact, I'm sure Rebecca is due for a visit. Put her on the root sheet for the next swing around the circuit. So noted, boss. And now, Audrey. Audrey Edding. Uh-huh, a remittance. Hmm. Oh, about half its usual size. Get Audrey's file, will you, dear?
1: Mm-hmm. Think there's trouble ahead? Maybe. Let's see. Ender's, Esther. Here she is, Audrey Edding.
2: Oh, that's her, all right. Everything there?
1: Correspondence, her letters, carbons of your answers, her basic card, description, age, and financial condition. Mm-hmm. How did she tell you she loves you, Ronnie, darling?
2: <laughs> Pretty warm. Not for your eyes, sweetheart.
1: You do trust me, don't you? Leaving all these files in my custody while you're traveling the circuit.
2: Mm, looks like a wedding this trip, Nancy. Little Audrey is getting impatient. She wants a ceremony for her money. <laughs>
1: Why do I care how many of them you marry, darling, as long as you and their checks keep coming back to me?
2: Oh, well, we'll both keep coming back to you, darling. Don't you worry about that. Oh, I, let's have a look at that road map, hon. Huh? Here
1: you are. Which way around this time? Uh, I
0: think...
2: Yes, this way. Yes, definitely. You see, Rebecca lives here and Audrey here. So I can drop in on Rebecca first and then wind up the trip with Audrey. <laughs> the traveling salesman in person, <laughs> and all I've got to sell is just my own poor self.
3: Another cream demand, Ronald dear?
2: Uh, no, thank you, Rebecca. Too much liquor isn't good for me. You
3: sure didn't, your heart dear?
2: No, not that way. Uh, I, uh, I have a different kind of heart trouble, Rebecca, darling. Please, Ronnie, don't say things you don't mean just
3: because you know I'll be happy hearing them.
2: Rebecca, we've known each other how long now?
3: Over two years. Just a little over two years.
2: And you're not an unattractive woman, correct?
3: I hope so, Ronnie.
2: And forgive me for being blunt, my dear, but have I ever even tried to put a hand on you? That's true. You haven't. Does that mean anything, dear? Nothing at all?
3: It it could mean several things. For instance? That you don't think I'm worth it.
2: Don't even say that. Don't even think it. You're a very exciting woman, you know that. Or you could feel only respect for me. No, no, that's not true either. You know by now that that I'd marry you in a minute. If... If it was possible.
3: Why isn't it possible?
2: I'd rather not discuss that.
3: You're not married, are you, Ronald? No,
2: no. Would I be married and speak to you like this, feeling as I do?
3: I don't know. I'm not sure. Why do you hesitate, Ronald?
2: You really want me to tell you?
3: Yes, yes, I do.
2: All right, then. It's, it's because I, I couldn't support you the way you should be supported. Not even in the, the style to which you're accustomed right now.
3: Then it's only
2: my money. Only money?
3: Ronald, if if you had sufficient capital to solve your foolish pride, which would, would I you... wouldn't
2: hesitate for one moment,
3: oh, Ronnie dear, when you come back from your next trip, you and I will visit my lawyers.
2: Lawyer, what for?
3: They'll have the papers ready. I'll make you a settlement, my dear, and after that,
2: after that, it'll be Mister and Mrs. Ronald Farrell. That's for sure, my sweet. That's for sure. <laughs> What's your wish tonight?
3: Why, Ronnie, have you seen the first star?
2: Oh, Audrey, my love, when I have your eyes to look at... Never
3: mind that. Look at the road, darling, and we'll both wind up in the
2: ditch. (laughs) Ah, love in a ditch with you.
3: Ronnie?
2: Yes, Audrey, darling?
3: When you make chit-chat like this, you're either evading something or stalling for time. Which is it?
2: You uh, know me rather well, don't you?
3: Stop it, darling, and answer my question.
2: Which is it? You win, sweetheart. I'm stalling. Why? Because I'm trying to find out the answer to a question without asking the question. A question?
3: For instance, how long am I going to put up with your auntie? Audrey. That's a pretty good question, you know, darling. After all, I've been, shall we say, contributing to your income for several months. I think I made it clear the last time that this won't go on forever. Audrey,
2: please, this sort of Let's talk... be
3: frank, Ronnie, darling. I'm not as young as some, nor as attractive. That goes for you, too, you know.
2: Together, we'd probably be decently happy. That's the sum of it. A perfect statement, and at the perfect moment. Also, an answer to my unasked question. Ronnie, where are you starting? Why here? For several reasons. Audrey... <laughs> You just said you wanted to marry me, haven't you?
1: I suppose I have.
2: That answers my question. Now then, just a few yards up the road, you see that gate and the sign?
3: Stop the mystery, Ronnie.
2: Answer the question, sweet.
3: Of course I see them. I can't read the sign, though. Not this Moonlight.
2: Well, come along, then. Let's walk up to where it will be readable. No, no, stay there, darling. At a moment like this, let me at least come round and open the door for you. All right, Sir Walter Raleigh.
3: For goodness sake, get it done with.
2: Your Majesty, if you will but light.
3: Thank you, kind sir. Yeah. All right, now. With the heels I'm wearing, more than 50 yards on this road will be plain murder. No need
2: to worry. I I, I just didn't want to block the driveway. That's why I parked back there.
3: <sighs> it is quiet, though. And the moonlight on that thing. I ought to know better, Ronnie, but, well, I'm just... Incurably romantic. Okay, Arthur Darling.
2: Now, can you read the sign?
3: I guess so. David Pierce. Justice of the Peace. Ronnie. Oh, Ronnie.
2: That's right, sweet. And he's expecting us. Will you join me in a wedding, Miss Ellie? <laughs> home,
1: Nancy? And my home, Ronnie. Oh, Ronnie, I'm beginning to miss you on these jaunts you take. I really am.
2: Company propaganda affecting you, Nancy?
1: Maybe. Papa bring home the bacon?
2: Papa brought home a copy of the papers. Better than bacon.
1: Ronnie, you did marry her.
2: Yep, yeah, I did that.
1: Which one?
2: Audrey, according to plan.
1: What, no honeymoon?
2: Oh, sure, we had that. A weekend. And then poor Ronnie had to go right back to work. The life of a traveling salesman is tough, Nancy. (laughs) Real tough. (laughs) You uh,
1: received a small communication while you were away, dear. So? You open it? I open the telegrams, dear, remember? It's the letters you reserve for your eyes alone.
2: Uh, where?
1: Oh, in here on the desk. How do you explain a husband's absences from home? Not as easy as a fiance.
2: Oh, Audrey believes me. Now that I'm married to her and have my dower right in one-third of her property, she believes everything I tell her. She's quite a beautiful little wife. Uh, is this the wire?
1: Uh-huh. See? Settlement papers all drawn, awaiting your return. Hurry, my darling. Love, Rebecca.
2: She really did it.
1: You didn't think she would? A large settlement?
2: Mm, I expect so.
1: And you had to go and marry the
2: other one. Look, remember what you said before this last trip, Nancy? You don't care how many I marry as long as I come back to you? Ronnie, you wouldn't dare. Wouldn't I? Why not? Who'll ever know? And when it's all done, we'll have them both in the bag, darling. We'll have their dough, both of them. And they'll have some beautiful memories. A fair exchange, I'd say. A fair exchange
0: In just a moment Crime does not pay will continue with Beauty and the Beast <laughs> Now, we continue with Crime Does Not Pay, starring Everett Sloan as Ronnie Farrell in Beauty and the Beast. Just as Ronnie Farrell liked to express it, everything went according to plan. Ronnie kissed Nancy goodbye, temporarily, of course, and joined Rebecca in matrimony, not neglecting to visit several of his numerous other fiancées along the route. And most important, not neglecting to obtain the settlement from Rebecca before the final ceremony was performed. And then, much to Ronnie's surprise, Rebecca seemed to change a little. Uh, Rebecca. Yes, dear? You know, it's two weeks now since I did
2: a lick of work. Uh, Don't you think it's high time I started on my next trip?
3: I've told you, dear, you don't have to work so hard anymore.
2: Yes, but, well, I I like my work. I, I enjoy it. Don't you enjoy being with me? Oh, yes, but a a man can't just, well, idle his life away. You have money now, Ronnie, dear. A nice sum. Why not enjoy it? But I I feel so useless. I, I, I want to be out and traveling.
3: Are you sure you don't want just to be out and traveling away from me?
2: Rebecca.
3: Why don't you answer my question, darling? Well, of
2: course I don't want to be away from you. Ronnie. Yes, dear?
3: You're a liar, darling. Rebecca! I knew from the beginning I couldn't hold you, but I thought it would be longer than two weeks.
2: But, my dear... No, don't
3: say anything. Let me finish. You're bored and restless with your small-town wife. You have money now, my money, but no place to spend it. And you never think of spending it on me. You haven't even bought me a wedding present. You kissed me as if... as if I were the maid and you snatched the kiss behind the kitchen door. You're charming, Ronnie, but you're a rotten liar. You don't love me, and I don't believe you ever loved me.
2: Rebecca, of all the silly, hysterical, foolish things so to I'm say. So I'm silly
3: and hysterical. You didn't say that two months I ago. I said a lot
2: of things then. You want to review them, dearest?
3: No, I don't. But I think I will ask my lawyer to review that settlement. I thought I bought myself a loving husband, not a, not a sneering... That's waste
2: about husband. all I'll take, Mrs. Farrell. This whole argument started when I said I wanted to get back to work. In order to get away from me. In order not to be lazy and wasteful. You can't make up your mind what you want, a lapdog or a husband. And until you do make up your mind, don't expect to find me around this house. Ronnie, where are you going? You haven't finished your breakfast. I'm going out. And don't expect me back for some time. Ronnie! Come back! Come back! No. I won't.
4: I won't scream. I won't. I'll get him back. I will. I will. I will.
2: Uh, You want me, Audrey, dear? Almost ready to go. In a minute, finishing my coffee. Oh, darling, you look lovely today. Only today? (laughs) Always. And your coffee is excellent.
3: Then why don't you drink more of it? Why don't I? Yes, dear. Why aren't you around with your loving wife more often? Sit down, dear. Yes,
2: dear.
3: Of course, there's one advantage to having a husband who's away as much as you are. We don't get a chance to be bored with each other, do we? Well,
2: no, we certainly don't.
3: And then there's the other side of the picture, too. While the master's away, who knows? Back door, it's time of morning. I'll get it, dear. Finish
2: your coffee. Yeah, uh, thanks, dear. Mm -hmm. How do you do? do My name is
3: Mrs. Ronald Farrell. Now, now, may I have your name again? There's no need for you to be frightened, you know. I said my my name is Mrs. Ronald Farrell. But but I'm Mrs. Ronald Farrell. Oh no! Oh, she couldn't have. He's here. I I followed him yesterday. I didn't get up early until today. I came to
2: the back door. While (laughs) I get out the front door. Ronnie, my boy, make yourself plenty scarce and fast. (laughs) Oh, Nancy, that I would like to have seen when those two biddies came into Audrey's dining room and found the bird had flown. (laughs) You're something
1: of a stinker, aren't you, darling? Well, I'm
2: not in this business, dear, for anybody's health except my own.
1: You know, darling, I think I'm beginning to like your wives from what you told me about them and what I found in your confidential files. You like them?
2: You read those files?
1: Oh, Ronnie, please, you're not that naive. You didn't really think I stayed away from those letters, did you?
2: No, I suppose I didn't, really.
1: Oh, from what I know about Rebecca and Audrey, I rather like them. Rebecca's sweet, in her way. no. And uh, Audrey has a kind of whimsy overlaid on a sentimental wisdom.
2: Well, what's all this leading up to, Nancy?
1: That I think you're something of a louse, Ronnie, dear.
2: Well, this we've known for a long time.
1: And I don't trust you one little bit. Well, now that you're a bigamist, and I have letters from your wives to prove it, and I know where your wives are and can reach them any time. What are you
2: driving at, Nancy?
1: Money, darling, lots of Money. Which you're going to get for Nancy by going back to Rebecca and Audrey, using your charm to get their forgiveness and their bankrolls.
2: I can't. I won't.
1: Bigamy's roughly uh, 10 to 20 years in this state, darling. I looked it up.
2: But but you've always shared with me, Nancy.
1: Yes, dear. And now I'll let you have a salary and a small cut of the profit. I'm running the show now, darling. So on your way, salesman. Let's see how you like to crawl for your life. Nova.
2: Rebecca? Rebecca, it's me, Ronnie. Uh, open the door, dear. I'm back. Rebecca? Rebecca?
3: Nobody home there, mister. Nobody been there for days.
2: Oh, well, uh, I, I, I'm Mr. Farrell. Remember me? Yeah,
3: I know your face, I guess. There, no use knocking. Well,
2: uh, didn't she leave any word for me?
3: Not for you nor nobody, not even the milkman. I turned off the milk for her myself. And it seems she was staying away for a bit. You need her bed, why don't you see her lawyers? They ought to know where she is.
2: Audrey. Audrey. Anybody home?
3: Looking for Miss
2: Eddie, (laughs) mister? Hey, you're the fellow she married. I saw you once on the front porch. Uh, Yes, yes, I'm her husband. Uh, Has she been gone long? I I, I lost my key. I can't get in. (laughs) Oh,
3: I can tell you're not married long. My husband climbed right through the dining room window.
2: Not that I'd be out when he came home. Look, do you have any idea where my wife has gone? I wouldn't that, Mr. Farrell. I'm a great one for minding nobody's business but my own. Still,
3: I, I don't mind telling you that for the past few days, another woman's been living with her. Woman that cried a lot. The two of them looked so grim, you'd think they was heading for an execution or
2: somebody's funeral or something.
1: I told you, Ronnie, you don't get in. Not until you show me they've forgiven you. Greenback forgiveness.
2: This is my apartment, Nancy. I want in.
1: Oh, no, you don't. I'm holding the fort and the mail. Checks included.
2: Cut it out, Nancy. I'm warning you.
1: And when the checks stop, oh, what the Sunday supplements will pay for this story. With letters attached. An active file of 500 gals. All contributors. Well, I had no idea your territory was so wide until I checked the file. I'm in. in. So it, Ronnie. i on i the door. I said I'm coming in. Yeah.
2: In fact, I am in.
1: So what? You're in. Okay.
2: Now, Miss Nancy Wood, let's begin at the beginning.
1: That was a long time ago.
2: Was it? Seems like just yesterday. Sit down, Miss Wood.
1: I'll stand.
2: I said sit down. I won't. Sit down.
1: Where do you think this gets you? You think I'll keep quiet when I... Once
2: you get out of here? You really think you will get out of here, Nancy, dear?
1: Ronnie.
2: I often wondered these past few days what you'd sound like on the receiving end of the beating you deserve.
1: I deserve? Ronnie, no. Don't touch me. No! Don't
2: touch me, I said... Somebody should have done this. Here. And go. My My throat. You were beautiful, weren't you? but you die easy. Easy. Yeah. They'll all die easy. Not what? too
3: easily, Ronnie. Now we'll have you for murder as well as bigamy.
2: All right. Rebecca.
3: Ronald, I never thought you'd really kill that girl. Just
2: let me get my hands on Don't you. Don't
3: Ronnie. I couldn't possibly miss at this distance unless I want to. No. No, 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 don't shoot. Shoot, please, please don't shoot. Here's the phone, please. will you, Rebecca, like we
2: planned. Call the police. Yes, yes, of course, I'll do. Come oh, Don't let me go. I, I'll give you back.
3: Our self-respect? You couldn't. The only way we could get that back is to take you in ourselves. But we didn't expect to take a killer. Sit down, Mr. Farrell. The Mrs. Farrells will keep you company for a while. Please. This is Miss Rebecca Andrews. Please come at once. once. I'm holding my husband for you. He's just committed murder as well as bigamy.
4: Fine, Fine
0: does, does, not... does not pay. <laughs> Everett Sloan, who was starred as Ronnie Farrell in Beauty and the Beast, will be back with you in just a moment. Now here in person is Everett Sloan. It's customary at the close of this
2: program to point a moral. Well, looking back at Ronnie Farrell and his kind of man, of which there are too many in this world, I think a word is called for to the nice, decent, unsuspecting women who pay in self-respect as well as in money when crimes like Ronnie's come to life. True loneliness and emotions take command at times when the head ought to rule the heart. It's the old story of look before you leap and think first before you act. More... If you think about this type of crime and criminal for a moment, you'll see, I'm sure, to what a great extent it's true that for the sinned against, as well as for the sinner, crime
0: does not pay. Thank you, Mr. Sloan. Crime Does Not Pay is written by Ira Marion and directed by Marks B. Lowe, with music composed and conducted by John Garth. Technical advisor is Burton B. Turkus. The events, characters, and names used in the story you've just heard are fictitious. Any similarity is purely coincidental.